Hi, I'm Patty. And I'm Dr. Dina Adams. We're ambassadors for hope after brain injury. So come along with us. Let's dive into brain injury. Dina, what do you have to say about this? Brain injury is such a wide topic, and it depends on what country you're in, whether the umbrella is acquired brain injury or perhaps traumatic brain injury, as in your case, Patty. Traumatic brain injury is when there's an external force that hits the head or there's a jolt to the brain that's externally um, directed so that car wrecks, violence, unfortunately, even strangulation that cuts off the, brain, the oxygen in the brain. Any kind of sports injury is traumatic brain injury. The acquired brain injury, though, Patty, is strokes, aneurysms. It's an internal where the body has a reaction for whatever reason and it causes brain damage and brain injury. So acquired brain injury is an internal thing and traumatic brain injury is an external thing. It reminds me of a few years ago, we were speaking at the International yes. Brain Injury Association, I believe. Yes. I spoke with Dr. Andrew Moss. Dr. Moss is based in Belgium at the University of Antwerp. After he had spoken, aside from the crowds, I spent some time simply asking him, Dr. Moss, if you could describe hope after a brain injury in one word, what would you say? Dr. Moss intelligently looked aside and thought for a few seconds. Then slowly, he returned his head and looked straight at me and slowly said to me, breath, wow, as essential as breath. That's hope after a brain injury. How vital, how important, how needed hope is not to give up, to actually find a purpose for continuing to fight, to struggle, to learn to live again, yes. to begin to blink, breathe, swallow, chew, learn how to write, how to identify letters, how to write lowercase, capital, all the different things of life we usually take for granted. Yes. Dr. Adams, talking about taking things for granted, mm. since you're a licensed professional counselor who specializes in helping brain-injured individuals yes. and their families, yes. even the medical professionals you work with. Mm. Talk with us about the experience you've witnessed by that hope mm. that's restored to that individual once they get a taste of it after a brain injury. Thank you, Patty. I have the great honor of working with survivors of brain injury and their families and healthcare professionals that want to know a little bit more about some of the emotional factors that come with a brain injury. And so one of the things that is I hear over and over again is 
issues such as they're not the same person that they were before. But as you look at Patty, you wouldn't ever know that she had a brain injury. And so often that's the case. As you like to say, seeing is not believing. And one of the difficulties with brain injury altogether is that it's a, it's a, a blind type of, people can't see the brain, so they can't see the injury. And it's a sad thing because it's there and it affects all parts of their life. So it's really an interesting thing to be able to talk to families who, and they say, my loved one, they look fine, they've recovered from all the physical stuff. But like Susan O'Connor said, she is the president of the Brain Injury Association of America, is the greatest issues or deficits are really the cognitive and emotional. The physical, that repairs itself. And the brain injury will, will repair as well, but the emotional stuff and the cognitive stuff, that's kind of what we deal with in the counseling room. And it's a great honor to do it. And I've learned so much. One of the reasons I love working with brain injury is that my background is trauma. I've done a lot of counseling with trauma victims and first responders and so forth. Brain injury though, I would like to tell you, if you're a brain injury, you are twice as smart as the rest of us. Because just like Patty, you learned to live, you had your in injury, and then you had to learn to live again. So you're twice as smart as all of us. So Patty, you are a beautiful example of that. How the intelligence of this girl, since her injury, she has become an author, she s speaks internationally. You were doing that before though, weren't you? A little bit. So. And now we, we speak all over the world about brain injury and so forth. So we love doing that. And if you don't mind, let me just share real quickly that the statistics for brain injury in the US and the UK is very similar. Is It just really depends on what researcher you, you study, but it's up to 5 million per year of brain injuries. So if I could break it down, that's one in 300 families deal with it. So that is a lot of people. And we used to call brain injury a silent epidemic because people just didn't know about it. Thankfully, they know about it now, but what do you do with it? And that's the issue. You know, you're mentioning Susan Connors. Mm. Several years ago, when a leading news anchor was damaged and his brain was damaged over in a war-torn area, he suffered traumatic brain injury. When Susan was doing the interview, I remember this quote she said, brain injury is often invisible mm. since changes are on the inside. Mm. I very much relate to that because most of the changes, just like Dina, you just mentioned, are cognitive and emotional. Mm. Dr. William Winslade, mm. a leading behavioral yes. doctor dealing with brain injury, known around the world with what he's done to impact the world and the field of brain injury, also talked about how relevant the emotional impact is after the brain has been injured. The cognitive impact, you know, the understanding, the yes. comprehending, the being able to see that a certain shape won't fit another kind of shape or how to coordinate all of these things that once came naturally. 
didn't have to think about. But after brain injury, everything changes. Would you mind sharing with us, Patty, um, after the coma, you were in a coma for six weeks after that horrific wreck on June 18th, 2002. What did you have to learn again? I had to learn every single basic function of living. My body, just envision this with me, I'll try not to be too graphic, but when my body was ejected out of that Tahoe, like I've told you on another program, when it began going through and opening that window designed not to be opened, it began to shred apart my body from inside my right ear, across my cheek, my right eyelid, across my forehead. In fact, if you were to come closer to me, you would see here on the right side is a light line. It looks almost like my eyeliner got off. That's crepe myrtle Mm. still inside of me. Wow. It was blooming at that time. Wow. All of that part was ripped off to the back of my head and it was raw flesh. Mm. The fractured orifice on the right side and the eyeball was hanging out of its fractured orifice onto the highway Mm. into a rapidly growing pool of my own blood. Well over 60% had been lost. Why do I tell you such graphic? That's brain injury. That's what many survivors, patients who have experienced it, have gone through. Mm -hmm. That's a story that connects to so many people around the world. Again, it brings us back to how vital hope is after any kind of brain injury. And I think that when we talk about hope, we are talking about the hope that comes from Jesus Christ, who has saved us. It's a very simple prayer. It's, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Please come into my life. When you accept him in your heart as Lord and Savior, you have all the hope in the world, and you have eternal life. When we talk to people about brain injury, very, very often, they will have experiences with God that they wouldn't have any other way. And so, as you think about what has God done for you, He helped you survive. And I know some of you may think, man, what did He help me live for? And so one of the things that Patty and I want to do is give you hope that you can find your purpose again, Mm -hmm. give you hope that God has a plan for you, Please don't give up. Please don't give up. Persevere. I think that when we talk about suffering, because of what Jesus did for us, do you remember when one of the disciples said, I'm not going to believe you until I put my hand, my hands into your scars? And what did Jesus do? He just held his hands out and he said, here you go. Put your hand into my scars. And that's what Patty is doing. She's saying, here are my scars. This is the hope that is in Jesus Christ. And so we want you to have that as well. Please feel free to call us and contact us. The information is on your screen. So Patty, tell us about your faith and how it either changed or was the same. 
in your recovery, in your brain injury? You know, often it's through the difficulties, the suffering that you talked about. Yes. When we learn what really matters to us, what's yes. really important. In fact, when you were talking, Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5 came to my mind. If you don't have a Bible, find one. Go out of your way to find one. Be nosy. It's very, very good. You'll learn much more. <laughs> and through the experience of the tough times, the hard times, the predicaments, the adversities, ah, yeah, yeah. It is through that that we learn perseverance. Mm. The perseverance produces character. Amen. And character produces hope. Yes. And hope does not disappoint us because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom He has given to us. If you've never experienced that, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go by, check it out, see what you think, see how it connects with your life, what you've gone through. Maybe what you're in the middle of right now, needing yeah. desperately yes. hope, a reason to keep trying. Yes. I encourage you, persevere through mm. adversity. Yes. My books are available at our website, Coping with Traumatic Brain Injury, One Woman's Journey from Death to Life. Mm a very raw, real story, you'll connect to it. Mm. Caregivers, for you as well, family, mm. friends, it will help you, encourage you. Hopeafterbraininjury.org, wonderful website, pattyfoster.com. These sites will truly bring you hope. Mm.